basically wrote down like I want everyone to attend everyone that attends to learn something new about themselves whether they find their sexual superpower or hearing themselves speak out loud um, that was something that really stood out for me at the very first event that I attended up in New York so me coming back and just being like I am a new person and I now no longer feel like I have to do anything unless I say yes and I just was like floating for days and thinking every woman needs to experience this and I, I'm just so excited to teach people how to use their boundaries use their voice speak your truth speak your desires you have to know what you want in order to get what you want and be able to speak it this is the What Bird Are You podcast. This is our podcast celebrating sex. Safe sex. Consensual sex. Sex without shame or guilt. The kind of sex you discover when you become your first best lover. We'll be talking about our own sexual experiences and bringing other people's voices into the dialogue. If you are unwilling to be part of a frank conversation about sex, this is not for you. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show. Pull the table towards you. <laughs> Shorten the distance. It's a really heavy table. It's heavier than a dead preacher. Did you say it's heavier than a dead preacher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect Appalachian statement. Heavier than a dead preacher? Heavier than a dead preacher. Well, let's go. <laughs> On a rainy day in Blue Ridge, Carolina. I'm back. I've spent the last four months traveling in the Pacific Northwest in Canada. And I'm so glad to have you back here so I can have more fun play with Sam. And I'm really excited to share with you some of the things that I've been doing. I've already told you about some of them, but to also physically involve you in some of the things that I've been doing. So you've been traveling and doing your thing, and I've been sticking around here, but trying all kinds of new things. And I think this episode that I recorded with a couple, Penny and David, would be a great kickoff to welcoming you back to Blue Ridge, Carolina, and to hopefully the beginning of, of a broader play experience. Yes, yes. A few years ago, when we started this podcast, it's already been a few years. That's crazy. Um, you were in a higher education class, and one of your final projects was create a podcast to present yeah. your thesis. Yeah. I had been recording another podcast on another subject. We worked together, and as a, as a, a byproduct of that thesis of yours, we created <laughs> the What Bird Are You podcast. So I'm the one that typically does the editing, so if the sound quality is horrible... It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is... Really, your second produced episode. By for, myself, without by yourself, you. Yeah. That's right. We could go back into the archives and well, find your interview with... Stephanie Mason. Mm -hmm. She is a, still to my day, until to, to, today, one of my favorite foot fetish content creators. So if you don't know her, just look her up. You'll see her foot fetish content. And she does a really amazing job. Go back into the archives for that. Giantress. She's also a giantress, which oh, I love. <laughs> that was very exciting for me to learn about the world of giantresses. The world of giantresses in that episode. And in this episode, we're talking about sex parties. Yeah. You don't identify yourself as Polly, but one of the things that you've been doing over the summer is 
doing some research and actually getting involved with poly people in the Blue Ridge, Carolina area. And I love that I've been doing this. And what I love about it is that it's made me start to really... I try to figure out what I want that to look like for me. I don't really consider myself poly. I don't love that title for myself personally. What I am is sexually explorative and open, and I want to continue going there. And what the whole poly world is, is a million different shades of gray and you just figure or are not gray uh, every color in the in the world. And you try to kind of figure out where you may fit. So going to a sex party has given you a lot of anxiety. At, yeah, it's, it's, it's given you a lot of things to think about. And so you going and preparing yourself to go to this sex party, which is the, 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 this episode that we're talking about, the mm-hmm. preparation of it, the anticipation of going in, and you talking to the hosts, I'm looking forward to it. Tell me what we have to expect in this interview. So I, I love that. I was able to talk to this couple and they are not new to hosting sex parties. They've done, they've joined sex parties and they've hosted other sex parties, but I was really fortunate to be invited to this one and to get to hear all of their experiences that led up to this one event and what were they looking for? What did they want to create? What were they hoping was going to happen? And then to have, a secondary podcast where we get to hear the afterwords, yeah. the, 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 the story after of what did happen and is it what you expected? Would you do something different? What did you love? So this is a full story, start to finish. And I, I really love that. And it's starting with people that are not new to the scene that really know what they're doing and know what they want and know what they're looking for. And what an amazing space for me as a newbie to be able to jump in to something that was so well curated and so well planned out. I've listened to this episode in in preparation for this. So listening to the articulation of Penny in particular and the enthusiasm of David, I'm excited. I think the audience is going to learn a lot from it and really good interviewing, by the way, mm. Susie. I think you're wonderful in so Thank many ways. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so without further ado, here's Susie and Penny. And David, David yes. talking about great sexpectations, the theme for their sex party. Sex party. <laughs> <laughs> Penny and David, thank you for joining me today. We're so happy to be here. Glad you guys are here. So we are going to talk about sex parties. And we're, we're going to talk about sex parties because you guys have a sex party coming up. We do. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been invited, so I, hopefully more stories to come on that. But I wanted to take a minute and tell me y'all's relationship. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. So Penny and I met about well, just over two years ago. And we met like all cool people meet these days on a dating app. (laughs) And uh, she was partnered when we met. And uh, I kind of just came, tagged along. And uh, I've been here kind of since, like a lost puppy. (laughs) Yeah, we've been together for two years. He met me as a polyamorous open relationship with my long-term nesting partner at the time. So it's been a great journey of growing together learning how to do and navigate open relationships and it's been quite perfect honestly yeah 
I love that. And what I really appreciate about you guys is watching y'all's communication, you're stoked for each other, and then also for the lifestyle and the ways that you guys navigate that because it is a navigation. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. What is your experience so far up to this point with sex parties? Yours is more exciting. Go first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been to quite a few. I started out coming out of my long-term marriage of 17 years, pretty, uh, very vanilla. Um, And when I left that and jumped right into polyamory within three months of my first relationship outside of my marriage, um, I was thinking, I want to do the things that I missed in high school. And so my very first party I hosted with that partner at the time, we did a um, like a teenage spin the bottle seven minutes in heaven and just cards against humanity and just kind of navigated like all the typical games are just so naughty. And I remember just having this event and it just flowed naturally. And the people that showed up were excited to just come and do this. I grabbed a lot of people that also came from the same, like very strict religious background. And so they were all eagerly to try something really new and exciting. And I remember the first time I was sitting on the back porch and this girl just like took down this guy's shorts and just gave him a blowjob in front of all of us. And I was like, oh, this is happening. And wow. And it was beautiful. And I just, I remember just being so excited about it. But um, yeah, so I hosted about five parties in 2020. And then then I met someone off an app and they said, well, have you ever been to New York? Would you ever want to experience a tantric event? And I said, yes, that sounds amazing. And I had never flown anywhere by myself and gone on in such an adventure of New York yeah. of all places. And so I went up to New York and um, stayed there for a couple of days. And it it was um, – it was life-changing. I learned so much about myself just attending this event with complete strangers. It was so formal but beautiful and everybody was really welcoming. And I had the most amazing connection with a man who also loved his wife. And he told me right out of the bat. And I just remember feeling like I was moved to tears, to be Mm -hmm. honest. And I had the best time ever and I went back again. So I've done quite a few and we've done some local ones now since I've met Mark. Yeah. Um, I would say, (laughs) I would say my experience, uh, well, has been joint experience, actually. We've attended uh, two sex parties uh, that have been fairly local events to us. And uh, they weren't anything like Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. I will say that uh, there were no masked people and bizarre (laughs) rituals or anything. just um, enjoyable and um, it's a neat atmosphere. Uh, but we felt from our experiences that there were some things missing, for us at least, that would have made them a much more enjoyable experience. Mm. Like what? Communication. We had a hard time dropping in. Between you guys? No, with the other people. Dropping in with complete strangers. You need that time to kind of find connection. Mm -hmm. And um, the first event we went to just had like a bit of a circling, but it almost went too long. And so we sat there for two hours. And by the time it was done, they're like, all right, everyone, 
time to go play. We didn't feel connected to anybody. And the room was hot and sweaty and people were smelly and it was just oh. not attractive it at all. It sounds awkward. It was yuck. And, <laughs> and in fact, we ended up finding our own corner and said, it's okay, let's just go make out and just let's just make love with each other. And we had another couple join us next to us and it was also interesting. Um, and yeah, it, it just, we ended up leaving early and went home just to connect together. But again, not off-putting, but just not our favorite. And it kept just saying, I need to do this myself. Every time I came away, I was like, I need to get back in it. This is, this isn't right. This is, it can be done better. Yeah. So Penny, you said you've hosted other parties yes. or joined? Both. So I hosted the five during 2020. Okay. And then I went to the two in New York and then the two here locally. So kind of in the last three years, been in and out of parties. exciting. It is. That's some experience. That's way more experience that I have with sex parties. We're about to blow your mind. I know. Oh, <laughs> I love having my mind blown. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm really excited. Okay. So what is going to be different with this sex party than the other ones that you've hosted? Yeah, good question. Um, the main course, I would like to call it basically, is that I have also been attending what's called connection games, or some people recognize it as authentic relating. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for the last year. And I really wanted to learn how to connect with people with conversation and through conversation, understanding how to relate. And through these games, we kept playing on these, you know, twice a month events uh, with complete strangers, just trying to learn and get to know them, what's their edge and stuff, but nothing was ever sexual. And I always felt sad that <sighs> I couldn't bring sex into it because sex should be in every conversation, but they're mm -hmm. strangers and not everyone's okay with that conversation. So I started attending these and really enjoying learning how to communicate on a lot of different levels. And so recently I've been thinking, why can't I, this is the missing factor. Why can't I bring in this authentic relating atmosphere, these connection games? Why can't we play games that involve conversation around what makes us feel really comfortable? How can we push these edges our boundaries, consent, all of these things are so important to help us really feel relatable to other people. And what would those conversations look like? What would they sound like? Yeah, I love that. So are you, do you have like a set, like a list of questions or conversation topics that you want to see happen in the beginning of the party? Is that part of your plan? Yeah. So we, I invited a really good friend of mine who's been doing like facilitating connection games uh in north carolina and um he's a proficient at this and oh. so i'm very excited because he because he's really good at i have known him for four years and um in fact the first time we hung out with him was with uh, some friends of mine and we weren't even it wasn't an intentional hookup night but we he was like oh let's let's play some games do you want to do you want to play some games and we're like yes and he had us all separate individual groups and he was like well we can work on our boundaries and basically i'm gonna as an example i'm gonna tell you things that you have to say yes to and uh and and so you always have to say yes and i want to hear what that yes sounds like for you and the other person doesn't really have to respond and so the other one would say um i want to kiss your toes and you have to say yes <laughs> right and then he goes i want to give you a million dollars you're like yes i see the yeses are going to sound different mm -hmm. and then the next one was no's I want to give you a million dollars. You're like, no. 
<laughs> and so just these activities of ex- exercise of hearing the yes, hearing the no. I remember again coming away just going, what just happened? I, mm. I'm learning my voice. I have a voice. But also the person listening, when you said the no and he heard it, he said, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for honoring yourself. And that. that felt so beautiful. Again, you're hearing your voice be heard and you feel seen. So things like that are really empowering to for all the reasons that you said, but I think it also makes people really dive in deep into what are my yeses? What are my no's? What are my maybes? You know, um, I had never been asked any of that until about two years ago. So I had never truly thought about it. I just kind of had been just participating and going along and had never truly thought like, oh, what what do I not really like? And it was very empowering once I really sat with myself to think about what are my boundaries? What are my red, yellows, and greens? So I love being able to start a party out like that. Mm. So communication. Definitely. It's pretty vital before it's hooking vital. up with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's And while you're hooking up and after you hook up, like it's vital. It's where we always land back with, with that. Well, that's really exciting. So the conversations that you've been having, were those the, I don't know, what did you just call it? Connection games. The connection games. Mm-hmm. Are, are those sexual or not? No. They're just communication. They're just communication. How to communicate between yep. people. Yep. And random how you strangers. Can communicate yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it sounds like the sex party you guys went to where you talked about the circle where it got kind of awkward and there was like this whole two hours beforehand. Was there communication not happening there? Well, there was, but it seemed like it was maybe not structured really well. Uh, to get everyone really comfortable with one another. Yeah. Very maybe forced. Well, the factor that was missing in that one is she was trying to lead something tantric-like, but yet uh, she would voice what we needed to voice, but then people started doing the action. And I was sitting there off put because I was like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be just using our voices and people started using their hands with the voices. And I was like, oh, too soon. <laughs> Whoa. That's what we felt anyway. Interesting. That, was that makes real sense. for us. That says a lot about you too. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So what do you think is the perfect size for a sex party? And how many people have you invited? We were shooting for 25, but we have 18 people coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> We were limited by the size of the house that we well, were able to yeah. a, a, have. I think the venue is going to make a determination, but also I think it depends on the people that you're having involved with it. It can really, really make or break it, um, just depending. Uh, we had conversations with uh, the person, the friend of Penny's that is facilitating and that was a number of people he was comfortable with. Um, yeah, I could foresee having it too big to mm-hmm. where it gets out of hand and not manageable, perhaps. But also, if you have too few people, there's maybe not quite the variety to choose from. Person. Now I'm really <laughs> curious what you think out of hand is. <laughs> I'm curious too because I had all these crazy middle <laughs> images go like flash through my brain and. What well, is out of hand? What, what came up for you when you said no, out of hand? Well, depending on the you venue on that you have, yeah. Uh, depending on the venue that you have, I mean, mm. 
there's I think what you're maybe trying to say is that so this one of the recent events we went to it was a really small space it was a small house and they just had mattresses all over the floor people were just crawling over naked bodies and there was just again it was hot and sweaty um and the just the smell of sex was in the air was yeah. it like temperature hot or like sexy hot temperature hot yeah it sounds yeah. temperature hot and and all different size bodies, and so and 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 so walking around, you're trying to walk around people who are laying all over the floors on these mattresses are all uneven. You're gonna hurt someone or fall down, and it was so again, it was wasn't well thought wasn't out. wasn't well thought out. Yeah. I think everything has to be really carefully. Either planned. your space works or doesn't. Don't try to fit too many people into a space yeah. that it just isn't gonna make people feel comfortable. That makes sense. So the scenario that you just talked about with the mattresses on the floor instantly gave me anxiety. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like a place that I'd want to be. So you guys have rented a house, yes. pretty big house. Yes. That's exciting. It's beautiful. Does it have a pool? Not this one. That'll That's okay. A next one next for one. sure. Yeah. 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 It looks like the kind of house from the pictures that would have a pool. It should. Okay. So 18 people. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So how did you pick these 18 people? Lots of vetting. Yeah, I love that. I think one of the things that sets um, what we're doing apart from the other events that we've attended is our vetting process, and <clears throat> which is consisted with a 30 to 45 minute uh, video chat. And we ask some uh, personal and pointed questions, and we really get a feel for people. And we're not expecting everyone to be a rock star and give uh, air quotes right answers mm -hmm. uh, but that these are people that seem to be of good nature their uh, their voice or body language isn't giving us cause for concern um, we're both checking in um, afterwards and having discussions we just haven't seen that level of vetting um, we just done are, for us. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. Body language was surprising. FaceTime was really important with everybody. That was a mandatory. And we honestly didn't invite a lot of people based off body language. It wasn't always what was coming out of their mouth. It was how they responded to the questions. So did you vet people that you ended up not inviting? Many. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, tell me more about that. Swingers were one. We could definitely, we swiped on a lot of couples on different apps. Swingers were obviously enticing if they say, oh, we're open play, looking for groups of friends, we're looking for community, all very much a yes for us. But as soon as we got into the conversation, a lot of them were just, we're looking to add that other wine. And our, one of our questions is, are you comfortable playing with the other person, with, with another person? Or what, one of our questions was, what would make you feel, what would you be happy to see your partner play participate, participate in, in yeah. that you were not involved in that one was really revealing to see how open they were um and we had to call back on a couple of people just to say let's let's revisit this question we want to make sure we're aligning the right we we're not here to set the bar for how you show up we're not even forcing intimacy or sex in any way. We just want to make sure that your mind space and your heart space is open for new explorations, right? If you're very closed off and we just want to seek a female, I don't want to bring a bunch of single females and they get cowboyed in to a relationship, right? This is just for open exploration. I really appreciate that. So yeah. that's great. 
Good, good for you guys. Okay, so you have a theme. Can we talk about your theme? Oh, yes. Great <laughs> sex expectations. Yeah. Great sex expectations. I have great sex expectations. I have great sex expectations, too. This I think all 18 of us do. Yep. Yes. I want to hear your greatest expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme that we've chosen is prom night. And... There's a few reasons around that. Uh, Penny didn't get to attend. Uh, sorry if this is, isn't mine to share for you, but no, she didn't fine. get to attend a high school prom. Uh, so there's a little bit of um, personal history to that, of desire. Mm. And um, who doesn't like to get dressed up nice? I was just right. going to say that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah. But uh, unlike... A typical high school prom. They probably didn't have something really sexy under their outfit. We're going to do all the things our mothers told us not to do. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to be dressing up. We have great expectations around this. Mm -hmm. You're starting your party early. Yes. What, 2.30? Doors yeah, close at 3 3 o'clock, yes. We're locking the doors. No one comes in late, so best show up, right? So and I told a good friend of mine, and she was like, why so early? She's like, don't you want that stuff in the dark? So tell me, tell me your thoughts around starting so early. Yeah, early, I have... We're all getting a little older. We have more energy in the afternoon, <laughs> yeah, I think. That makes sense. Um, we, want a, we want that mindful head space to be prepped, right? So I think it would be hard to drop in on really deep. We're going to get deep. We're going to have vulnerable conversations. We want our minds to be really clear. And I feel like around 3 o'clock before dinner, we should have a gap of time of just like some clarity. But also, yeah, the play is going to be at night. It's going to get dark. But we want to get the dirty, like the hard work out of the way. I like it. And then jump into play by the time it's dark. I love this. So it sounds like you guys, like you're planning on some heart work. Definitely. Yeah. And then some food. Yes. And then playtime. Yes. I love that. I can't wait to see how all that's going to go down. Yeah. And <clears throat> there were some logistical considerations too. Um, some of the attendees have uh, child children mm -hmm. and they have to arrange for child care um so yep. that's so, not always easy for people to arrange yeah um, they can't stay the night yeah yeah and it gives people an opportunity to drive home when it's not super duper late because they're that makes sense. more likely than not going to be exhausted and hopefully yeah. right <laughs> and something else to notice is that our our parties are drug and alcohol free which is a really that. important for us we've i my parties before did have alcohol and we would limit to people to two drinks and i'm not opposed to drinking i think it's fun and helps people loosen up a little bit i don't mind one or two drinks but not everybody knows their limits and can't consent to boundaries being crossed if you're intoxicated. And so I just find to create a really safe space where everyone's really using their voice is important to me. I don't want to have to monitor them. I don't want to have to babysit. And we actually did have um, attendee, well, prospective attendees that were extended invitations that actually declined when they found out that it was a uh, alcohol and drug free event. Um, sadly, it was a huge disappointment for yeah. Mark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there must no, be a story there. No, there's um, it's alcohol is so ubiquitous in our society, and I, um, with Penny, 
that uh, it's not a horrible thing in moderation. Um, I absolutely love having a good beer now and again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, some people have a hard time uh, dropping in with themselves uh, without substances to just sort of numb them to make them feel somewhat comfortable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, when I first started this journey and I was brand new to drinking as well, I would go to the bars with my partners I had two at the time. And compersion does not come easy when you've had alcohol or mm-hmm. drugs. And I have found that pretty similar for my friends as well. I would hear their stories and I'm like, are you drinking? Right. You just aren't quite yourself. And I'd, we've even asked that people be 24 hours free of this. And that's dedication, right? And that's what I wanted for people. I wanted them to understand it's not just a couple hours before. It's really be mindful with your body what it, where where is your head and body space at you know is that just to allow for clarity of mind absolutely wow i think that's really interesting so you sent me the email with some of the you know the specifics so when i saw that it it gave me pause so have you been at other parties where people did not respect boundaries and if so what does that scenario look like like how is that handled in a sex party situation yeah, that brings up or how should it be story. handled? Absolutely. And we've definitely put in some there's a reason for our rules. Um, you know, I I have been on this journey now for um 4 years. I've been open in an open relationship and um I was actually assaulted at my last event and it was it still is upsetting. Um I feel a little sweaty talking about it, but I'm also willing to share because it's not something that should have taken place. And I think if certain uh, restrictions were put in place, um, things like older men who do not have partners should be um, subject to better better vetting. Yes. Mm. Um, this person probably doesn't get a lot of attention. And I think what happened is he just got caught up in the situation and forgot completely to ask for consent. And, um, and we were in a safe container with another woman and, you know, stuck his, he's put his fingers inside my vagina without any conversation. And when I called attention to him, I said, Hey, do you mind? Like, that's, excuse me. (laughs) Um, he just slithered away. I can't think of another way, but he, he just slithered away and said nothing. And we, it took us a while to find the leaders to say this happened to me. And even when he was asked to to leave the event, did not say, tell her I'm sorry, tell her I, no, there was no conversation had about it. So it's just, it's disgusting. And so we also have supervisors, right, to be walking around. Somebody is not playing for every hour and they will be walking through the home to be sure that everyone knows that someone's watching, right? This wouldn't have happened, I think, if people were standing around moderating the space. It's got to be a little tricky because you have a sex party and people are playing and Mm -hmm. people are having, you know, it's got to be like a thin line with, um, I mean, obviously not a thin line with what happened to you, right? Like you, I'm assuming at the beginning of the party or like, here's what my boundaries are. I don't want to A, B and C, you know? And so that person probably knew that, but I would think for some people going into a situation like that, that maybe lacked emotional maturity or lacked experience could 
just feel like it's a free-for-all in some ways. I mean, the rules were clearly defined in the very beginning. We had a circling in the beginning of that as well. And it was like a simple, raise your hand if you agree to ask consent. Seek consent from everyone you're participating. Don't jump into a threesome or a group play without asking That's what their boundaries are. And this man did none of that. In fact, the position that I was in was very hidden. He could have easily done that to the girl who was on top of me. And it would have been seen. So ah, he very much sought out who he could get away with his own pleasure. He took pleasure his own way. I'm sorry we're, that happened. Thank you. Yeah, We're um, going to have a very intentional conversation with uh, the people that are attending the party. And we're going to tell them that if you're asked to leave, you will do so uh, quietly. And we don't anticipate having any problems. Um, yeah, we had a very uh, strict or maybe more in-depth conversation with single men mm -hmm. um, than... In fact, the two men that we did interview, they we asked for a reference from female. another female. Nice. Who's, and neither one gave us one. They all said, yes, we've got one. Totally, that's easy. And then neither one followed up. Oh. And that just reveals character, right? And we don't think we're asking too much. So are those two guys coming or oh, no? No. <laughs> no. So, so we, do you have any single guys coming? We do. Four. And the co-facilitator is single at this time. Mm -hmm. And I think the other ones have been partners of mine. So yeah. you've known. So that's what I was about to say too. It sounds yeah. like you guys know yes. personally yes. a lot of the people that will be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much most of them for so this one. That goes back to the vetting process as mm. well. So your your story that you just told that may also have been poor vetting. That's my guess. Absolutely. For that last party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. We were vetted very lightly. He was vetted by a man. I was vetted by the female head of the activity. And she was like, oh, you've already held these parties. You must have questions for me. Oh. And I always said, no, no I want to sit back and hear your questions because I want to know what you've asked other people. Yeah, that should have been an indicator to us. But um, we didn't, we didn't uh, see that so well. You live and you learn, and you guys are doing it your way, which I love. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are your greatest hopes? Like, what is your what What are you the most excited about for this upcoming event? I'm gonna let you go first because I have three major things for me. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say that at a minimum, I want everyone that's attending to have a positive experience, a safe experience, and just take something away that helps improve their lives and really hope that they want to attend more events, not necessarily ours. Uh, it doesn't have to be ours, but we hope that'll be the case. And um, yeah, we know that we have some people um, that are just new to opening up that are attending, uh, some couples that really don't have much experience. And so we're looking to have a very positive impact on them, or I am, for sure. 
Yeah. Okay. How much time do you have? So <laughs> I wrote down a few things, okay. but um, I basically wrote down like, I want everyone to attend, everyone that attends to learn something new about themselves, whether they find their sexual superpower or hearing themselves speak out loud. Um, that was something that really stood out for me at the very first event that I attended up in New York. So me coming back and just being like, I am a new person and I now no longer feel like I have to do anything unless I say yes. And I just was like floating for days and thinking every woman needs to experience this. So I'm definitely for that. But but men too. And men get taken advantage of as well. And this is pretty common. And I'm just so excited to teach people how to use their boundaries, use their voice, speak your truth, speak your desires. You have to know what you want in order to get what you want and be able to speak it. Another thing would be to learn how to be vulnerable while connecting with your partners. Ah. You can just have a quick sexual sexual experience and it's great. And I, I support all of that. But to be able to drop in really deeply with someone, you know, you have to that allows that requires some vulnerability. Yeah. And that's important. And um, and we're gonna learn that through conversation. And then um, the last one is just helping more women to tap into your higher feminine and confidently know who she is. And I, I, I'm honestly like at the point where most of the planning is done and I so eagerly wait for the 10 o'clock bell to go off and we all join in the group after. I don't know why, but like, I'm just, I'm like giddy for that because there's nothing better as a facilitator for these events to sit and then let them speak. Let everyone hear. I want to hear what it, what came up for them. I anticipate hearing from couples we did something we never imagined. I felt something I never imagined. This was more than just sex. Anyone can have just sex. I want deep fucking feelings. Yeah. I want to hear how that rose up for them and and what they experienced. And I want. I'm hoping it's all new and exciting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, how amazing. So that's way more than just a sex party. That's really an enlightenment in some ways, right? So yes. having people learn more about themselves and their partners and how they move through the world and gaining confidence, which is amazing. Yes. Okay, this is my last thing and I meant to bring it up before mm-hmm. and then we're going to log off. So you have started a open chat channel mm. with all the people. So the party's in a week. Yes. So a week from today, right? Yes. And so you've got this group chat channel, which I we were saying earlier for me has been a little overwhelming. It's a lot of chatter, but it's been really interesting watching people already start to make connections. They don't know each other for the most part beforehand. And so I think that was a really interesting dynamic. Um, I appreciate that. Is that something that you've done in the past? No, and I listened to a different podcast that about sex parties because I just wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. Yeah. And the one of the advice was creating the communication mm-hmm. factor uh, prior so everyone feels really comfortable and safe. And so I thought, well, the only way we're going to do that is if by forming a group text. But also, I was also just thinking, well, when it comes down to it and I'm busy hustling around and trying to get everything done, I want to have everything on one thread so I don't have to give people directions where to park or whatever. Or yeah. I can't find it and I'm 20 minutes late or whatever. My dog ate my shoes. I don't know. <laughs> I just want, I don't want that to be on, I don't want to be texting five, five different people. channels. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of for ease of, logistics, ease of yeah. logistics. I am uh, blown away at the vulnerability that people have shared the different types of people that are showing up differently, which is really exciting um, to see kind of some like true colors coming out. And 
it always excites me because I'm like, wait, I didn't know they felt that way or I didn't know that would come up. And wow, that was really vulnerable. And seeing these people already saying, thank you so much. That was really amazing that you shared that. Um, so we're already seeing vulnerable connections. And again, it's just, I can't, I cannot express how thrilled yeah. I am about this process. Let's bring a little bit of drama surrounding this in. That sounds fun. We were not necessarily on the same page about this. I had I had some reservations. Um, I was concerned about the time before the party, having too much time. I think um, I was concerned that some people might introduce something with having that amount of time, might get, I don't know, too comfortable or someone might say something and just in general. Um, so I think so far I've already been proven wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think I have seen one or two things pop up and Penny, you've quickly in a, in a very professional and loving way been mm -hmm. able to be like, hey, this probably isn't the place or hey, I posted rules up here or I asked for no nudes or we're probably not going to have kinky demonstrations. And I love the way that you've been able to set a tone there mm -hmm. in a in a loving, kind way. So I do think one or two things have probably popped up, but very quickly, the way that you've responded, I feel like has set a tone in some ways for the event. It's been great. I am so, very serious. I'm, I'm seriously fun. Yeah, it's great. It, <laughs> it, it can be fun, across. but people need to know that that I do take this really seriously. And especially for the single women um, who come into this space. They're in some, and I'm the one who's been on the other end of the phone hearing these women say, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm feeling anxious in my body about what what is this? What are we doing? Are we just walking in the door? Are our clothes coming off? Like that's not, I'm not sure that's for me. I'm not here to convince you to show up. I just want you to come and show up. And I promise that nothing's going to happen that you don't want to happen. How do you relay that unless you show that you have rules and you plan to enforce them? You have guidelines. They're going to be enforced. I think that's really important. That would make me feel safe. Right. Right. And I do. I think you've done a really good job with that. And Thank I you. think um, outside of the words that you say, the process of that alone has um, set a, a precedent for how the whole party will go. So I think that's awesome. So good job. Okay. So this has been great. I'm mm -hmm. very excited. The party's in a week. And then we are going to talk again after the party and be able to talk about uh, how it was. The good, the bad, and the fantastic. Delicious. Yes. Right. The beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Thank you both for talking to me. Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. Can't wait to see and hear and experience more. Mm -hmm.